<laughs> Welcome in. We are back for the long anticipated SBSoutdoors.com podcast. We got a good one in store for you guys tonight. 844-800-6690 is the number. Give us a voicemail. Get a hold of us. Who do we got here in the fresh basement studio? Is that Dave over there? Big Dave? How's it going, Jimmy? (laughs) Pretty good. How's it going? Oh, my goodness. Is that Derek DT Tingle joining us tonight also? In the flesh. In the flesh. How's it going? Can you believe it? (coughs) We're back at her again. Got his coffee. Oh, we're made. We got her made. We got the coffee. <laughs> How about our special guest on the line? Jeff, can you still hear us? How's it going, guys? Pretty good. How you been? Oh, not hunting as much as I want to be anymore. <laughs> yeah, just enough, apparently, though. Had some excitement. Just enough. Yeah, definitely different hunting season this year. I'd say so. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I guess you might as well jump right into her, but I was just wondering yeah. if you could uh maybe let us know what the what the situation is there up in the old Kildeer Mountains, what the land's like for someone who's never been up there and kinda how long you've been hunting up there. Well, let's see, I moved out here in two thousand eleven, so started hunting up there ever since I moved here. Pretty sure the first year I was here I was up there, but yeah. I don't know. I, it's kind of a hard one to explain because it's a cross between our badlands out here and uh, I would call it a small hill of a mountain. But Yeah, Kildeer Mountain's a little bit of a misnomer, but for North Dakota, you know. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that the stenographer that made the maps for this area swapped the Black Hills were supposed to be the Black Mountains and the Kildeer Mountains were supposed to be the Kildeer Hills switched them around so now you got the black hills and the killdeer mountains whether that's true or not i'm not sure but i could see it. fun fact of the day if it is true i guess yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so yeah well, really, it's definitely a unique hunting area that's for sure yeah it's not really like anywhere else in the in north dakota it's like you get up there and then all of a sudden you're just not in north dakota anymore it seems like but mm-hmm so you've been running around up there for quite a while now. Have you ever heard of anyone uh, running into mountain lions or anything like that before? <clears throat> you know, actually, two years ago when I was up there, uh, we we usually get up real early to hike up to the spot that we sit, and uh, we got up there one morning. That was about an hour before uh, hour before daylight, <clears throat> and a guy actually beat us up there, and uh, he was sitting up there on the fire cut and i said well what in the world and anyways we found a different spot well he hiked down later on that day and sure enough he goes man you guys got to see this he ended up driving over from jamestown hiked up there at midnight he said and just went to sleep against the post anyways he hiked back down and we were up there camping and he goes ah you guys got to see this and he he said he woke up and there was a mountain lion just standing there staring at him oh. and yeah yeah he said the thing was like 10 feet away from him just sitting there staring at him 
Yeah. And uh, he didn't do anything. He didn't shoot it. I'm guessing he probably didn't know the regulations oh, on it, which obviously I didn't really either until we looked it up. But probably had to go wipe his drawers. I was and then... say, so what's the guy do? Sit all day with duty drawers? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right. That'd have been my situation. Yeah. It was a pretty good size looking one too. He took a picture of it while I was sitting there, and he <clears> said it just, just it was just sitting there looking at him. He said, and it got up and. I feel like that's more around a little too. bit. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't honestly after after me seeing them and then my wife Talia seeing them the night before, I I just don't think they're really scared of us that much right. up there. Yeah, that could definitely you be know. the case. I don't know. I mean, so before we get too far ahead, I mean, how far away was this cat from this guy? Like in the picture? Oh, okay, ten feet. You could, I mean, right there. Jesus. <laughs> the last yeah, thought on my mind would be taking my taking phone a picture, out. Taking a picture, that's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. that's any movement, you know, any sudden movement, and you'd pull, I'd, I'd be too afraid to try to pull that off. Well, at what balls. point is it self-defense? I mean, if that thing's 10 feet away from you, I mean, yeah, that thing will be on you well, in, in actually, a second yeah. if it wanted you. Yeah. I actually got to ask the game and fish about that just out of morbid curiosity after my my entail. And uh, he basically said that a self-defense manner would be, uh, what's the words he used? Um, There's pretty much no proof either which way. Mm -hmm. Um, If it was a self-defense manner, he said what you would have to do is if you shot the cat, you would have to walk him back out and then walk him through the scenario of what quote-unquote happened. So. Sure, and then it's up, up <laughs> to his discretion. discretion. It's, it's a pretty gray. It's a pretty gray area. Yeah, yeah. officer's discretion. Yeah, you'd like to hope he'd believe you. I'm sure someone just out there poaching, you know, isn't gonna have a cat ten feet away. <laughs> They're from not gonna home. run to the warden and walk him through the situation. No. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, in, in a sense, you don't get to keep the cat anyways if that was the scenario. So yeah, I mean, if, if you wanted to poach it for a hide, you'd be pretty much right. out of luck there. Yeah. So they're up there anyways, huh? Oh, yeah. I can't even count how many times I've caught those things on a game camera. And I know some of you guys hunt up there, too. Have you ever caught one on a game camera? See, I hunt up there all the time, but I've never, I don't know why, but I've just never thrown a camera out. I just always go up there looking for scrape lines and stuff, and I get up into the timber there. Basically, what would that be, west of the the cut, and just look for scrape lines and stuff. And I can't even say I've cut a track. Yeah, it, it, you're not going to really see those tracks unless there's snow out. And even in the snow, they're pretty hard to make out. Well, this but, year, you know, I, since that we got all that early snow this year, I was up there a bunch during, during rifle season. And with the bow, anyways, I didn't have a rifle tag. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't cut a single track. Honestly, I didn't even cut that many deer tracks. <clears throat> yeah, well, the numbers say, were way down this year compared to last year the game and fish guy i saw up there he said that uh oh there was i think they said between him and the two landowners that uh are around it they found six to seven hundred deadheads up there so i believe it from that uh what was that bug disease that got in the water up there i don't know it wasn't well maybe it was the ehd ehd or blue tongue uh yeah it wasn't the blue tongue so maybe it was the ehd one then the ehd is the one that came through big time last fall that's when they oh, gave, okay, gave a bunch of folks all their tags back if they wanted them okay oh, so yeah. yeah that that was the one but yeah they said a uh, lot of 
lot of dead deer up there, which I never honestly saw any. I mean, I angled around up there quite a bit, even shed hunting, and I never saw a whole lot. So, right. What did you say they said the uh, they estimate the population up there of the lions, couple hundred or something like that? So, according to the um, according to that biologist for North Dakota, uh, Zone One, which would basically be our entire western side. I believe she meant in zone one, there was 110, which I don't believe that one, one bit, but yeah. How do they really get a count, accurate count anyways, I guess. That's the thing. I don't, I don't see how you'd get an accurate count on that kind of an elusive animal, but yeah, I suppose pretty rough guess, but I guess they are out there. I suppose they're probably, probably eating pretty good if there's just, deer dropping dead up there too without even have to hunt them <laughs> well one of my neighbors actually after i got this one uh he actually came over to the shop and uh looked at it and he was telling me a story that there's been a few guys that have been hunting up there for cats quite a bit this year just because they usually go up there and try to hunt for cats and none of them have dogs and he said that a few of them uh well you guys kind of know the area where i'm at but right to the north side of that the landowner to the north side of it that's where they've been hunting it well they've caught on camera a couple times in the past few years of what looks to be a big tom and a female and then the year prior or the year after that which would have been well no that would have been two two years ago they said they caught on camera a female walking with three kittens boy so it's the a good cat letter. that i shot <clears throat> yeah yeah so that three kittens out of that, they're all going to be two, two and a half years old right now. And I think that's one of them that I got actually. So good. So there's still a really big Tom cruising around up there. Yeah. It's wild to say that, uh, there's a bigger one. I mean, we'll share a link to the picture, but yeah, it's like you're, you're holding it under its front legs. And I mean, it's damn near as tall as you. It was a big kitty for sure. <laughs> it's oh, all of yeah. five feet. I don't think uh I don't think a person would ever realize the sheer uh density of a creature like that until you actually <clears throat> are right next to it. I mean the biceps on that cat are bigger than mine. <laughs> Did you get it weighed? Did you weigh it? Uh yeah. So I took it to the taxidermist in Bismarck there, uh, Dakota Taxidermy. They do really good on cats apparently. Um oh, yeah. they they got an official weight on it at hundred and two, so now, is that a big cat or like, I don't know so, what, what's a big female considered. I don't know. I guess it varies for region. Um, from what I've heard, that's a good sized female for this area. That's, that's all I've been told. So, um, Could you I imagine actually did one see bigger. Yeah. Oh, did they mention like what toms get to? Like, what is a big, what does a big Tom get to? So the Tom, they think that's running around up in the Kildare Mountains right now. They think he's pushing buck sixty. Oh my! He's a he's a, he's a tank. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think they say. I mean, like you said, they're pretty dense. But I think I remember Renella talking about maybe on his meat eater episode or whatever. How they're just, I mean, just pure muscle, basically, just stacked. They are. I mean, when you see one in person, you, you there's there's no other way to define that a mountain lion other than literally the perfect killing machine oh, i yeah. mean it's got it's just pure muscle the entire body's pure muscle 
the the body it stretches so oh. i mean you can compact that cat can compact down to you know i don't know what the size of but then oh, it can yeah. stretch out to you right. know six feet long yeah and yeah. then when i push the claws out on that thing i mean take your take your pointer finger and curl it in a in a circle from your knuckle to the to the end of your um to the end of your fingernail that's about the length of the claws on that thing when we measured it out so i don't know what's that an inch and a half or so yeah <laughs> it's like a raptor claws coming off of it. yeah it'll do some damage huh yeah you wouldn't want that oh, on think, you. that thing swipes you one time anywhere in the anywhere in the upper region you're done well, I guess with that preface, maybe you walk us through the old situation, start wherever you want, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been a few different twists to it already, but basically, yeah. you know, when we were up there, the I mean, the story starts with my wife, really. That was the most amazing part about it, yeah. that many years of never actually seeing something, and then... <laughs> You know, she calls me up and I'm sitting in the camper with the boy and she's walking out hunting that night. She calls me and she goes, Hey, can I shoot a bobcat? And I'm like, Hell, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I don't pay attention to the regulations on those. Hell, I've never even seen one up there. Right. And she says, Yeah, I thought they were deer. And I go, uh, What color are they? <laughs> she says, Brown. <laughs> like, Well, those are not bobcats. Doesn't woman. sound like bobcats to me. Yeah. No, that is <laughs> terrifying. And, uh, so she's walking up there and I said, well, what are they doing? She's like, well, one's just sitting there looking at me and the other one's rolling around in the snow. How far away from me? How far away from them are you? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like a hundred yards. Oh, <laughs> like, just thinking yeah. they're bobcats. Multiple. So, yeah. She said one was just standing there and the other one was like laying down, rolling around in the snow. They, they both looked at her, didn't, have a care in the world and just kept upon their business. So I told her to sit, sit down the phone with me and start walking towards them nice and slow and see what they do. I was like, well, <laughs> great, great advice. Send her. Oh well, yeah. I mean, was, Let's go see I, if you can pat I one. Wanted, I wanted her to get to the hunting spot. So if you want to, you can, uh, you can stay down, uh, stay down at the bottom, but I would have really preferred her to get up top. So, All right. But yes. yeah, so she she just started walking towards them, and she said they just got up and slowly walked into the woods. So nothing. They yeah. they didn't really have any care in the world that she was there, and uh, so in the meantime, she's up there hunting, and I so I jump on online and check it out and see if we can even shoot them because yeah. I mean, you know, all those years of never seeing something like that. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you never really pay attention to the regulations on them. So, right. and sure enough, yeah, I looked them up, and huh, there was only two out of eight shot in zone one. So, we were plenty good. So I told her, I said, "Well, if you see one pop back out, I was like, drop it yeah. and haul ass back to the camper." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, she she sat there all night. She never saw anything, which. After knowing there was lions out in that area, I didn't really expect a whole lot to be coming out anyway. So yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> she hauled out of the woods and uh, got back, and um, yeah, her and the boy went home that night, and I stayed the next day. We were coming into Wednesday, 
and I actually woke up really late that morning. I didn't even get out there very early. Cool. I just went out in front of the camper a couple hundred yards, plopped down, and uh, wasn't really seeing a whole lot. So by this time, it was, oh, I don't know, a good hour in, into daylight. And uh, so I went hiking out into this spot where we saw some deer the night before and just plopped down. I was looking over into an area where they were moving good. And I, I had this tree in front of me. It was a basically a dead tree, no leaves. And right on the left side of this tree, I, I just saw something move. And I yeah, brown, it looks like a deer. I'll pull up the scope and I shifted over a couple feet. Like, goddamn lion there. You've you got to be kidding me. What are the yeah. odds of that? I mean, I just had zero thought in my head that I would ever even see one of those things again. Right. You so know, rare. especially after years? her seeing them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just, I, I can't really explain the feeling of action. And I would just, I said, holy crap, it's a freaking cat sitting there. Yeah. And so I, I had the tree in front of me. So I actually got up and shifted over a couple feet. And the thing looked right back at me from 200 yards away. I mean, <laughs> didn't even care that I was over there. It saw me plain as day, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, that's crazy. Range that finder just don't care. No, she yeah, she had no care in the world. Um, so I threw the range finder on her, two oh seven, and my six fives zeroed in at two hundred. So that was probably the weirdest pull of a trigger I've ever had, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that you know you shoot a lot of different animals, right? But, you know, to, to get a chance to pull the trigger on something like that, it, it was a weird feeling. But anyways, so, yeah, it was 207, pulled the trigger, and I shoot with a silencer on mine. So, I mean, I could hear the thump, and it was a good hit, and she bucked and crumbled just like, you know, a deer would, really. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Ran down into a brush pile about, hmm, about 10, 12 yards from where she was originally sitting, and she was looking into the woods sitting just like a house cat does, you know, oh, wagging yeah. her tail and everything. I mean, it was something to see. Yeah, I'm but, sure that's uh, quite a sight. So anyways, yeah, I, after that, I, after I shot, I jumped back on, on the Game and Fish website. I was kind of looking over the rules and regulations and how you're supposed to do things, you know, just giving her some time to, you know, go down. Right. And uh, so – Gave her about 15 minutes and got down, hiked down over there. And I was standing in the spot right where I shot her. And you could see in the snow, it was piled down a little bit. Uh, you know, you could see where she kind of went down and crumbled, but there was no blood. <laughs> and I tried like to follow the tracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And well, I mean, she was facing away. So my first shot, I knew I shot her right in the back. So I didn't know how good that would be, but. I was at the time, I'm figuring, you know, kind of a small animal. I mean, that yeah. I, I shoot a 143 grain ELDX round. I mean, that should obliterate that thing. So, yeah, you'd but anyways, I lost the tracks because the snow was kind of melted in that area. It was kind of on a hillside. Oh. And uh, so, yeah, she was, she was nowhere to be found. So I was like, okay, well, I took a couple more steps and, uh, all of a sudden, boom, pops out this little skiffy of a doe. I mean, it was, 
damn cat was probably bigger oh, than yeah. the deer, yeah. really. <laughs> but I, I'm sitting there like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to pack up the camper today. I'm like, oh, whatever. Boom. So that thing drops. I mean, I watched it drop 10 yards away. Yeah. And uh, oh, so it was right on top of you, the deer. Oh, shit. The thing must have been hiding five yards into the woods from where I was standing. I, I really have a feeling that that cat was putting a stock on that deer. Yeah. I really do. Could be. For I mean, sure. it was right there, and I mean, the deer was a hundred pounds soaking wet. I mean, it was a it was a stinker. But I'll tell you what, those back straps. Oh, oh, I was already dreaming yeah, about yeah. back straps. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Yeah, that's an easy. Oh yeah, we we've all been there to fill a tag, right? Just just easy to drag <laughs> back oh, to. Yeah, no work. Yeah. <laughs> classic well yeah so anyways i watched this deer go down and all right well that's awesome and then it's just kind of one of those things i mean you guys have all been there in the moment where you just your brain switches back to oh shit this is going on as well oh yeah so i go dead silent right after this deer drops everything goes silent i go silent for i mean it wasn't four seconds it felt like and uh you guys know you guys know what what the sound of snow sounds like when it's compacting, right? It's oh, yeah. That yeah. little, you know, crunch. Crumble. Well, that's what I heard, and I just looked behind me, and that damn cat is there. It's down, so it's down on its belly. But I looked back, and I caught eye contact with her, and the second that she saw that I was looking at her, man, big old wide open mouth, and she just does that. <sighs> Oh, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I just spun around as fast as I could, and wherever that barrel landed on her, I pulled the trigger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and how, far, and how far away was this? Oh, I, I, I measured it out. It was seven footsteps from where seven she was at to where footsteps. I was at before I, before I jumped back. So you got a snarl. She was so just right five there. yards. I, yeah, I would say, I mean – if that <laughs> wow less than so. 10 for sure yeah oh yeah that's yep. close enough and, uh, <laughs> that's pretty oh, close. close enough for me well well you know like like everyone else was asked me said, what'd you do in that moment i said you know what i'm a grown-ass man and i am not ashamed to say i pissed my pants <laughs> i really did <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't that was happen the first often, thing i but... thought i was like yeah no one would blame you for that i i'm sure i would have Oh yeah, it was. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, I, did you I feel your hair it. stand up on the back of your neck when that fucker hissed at you? Uh, that's about when I pissed my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think the, I think the bigger worry was that, yeah. but I'm sure, I'm sure that came with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was just a, just a whirlwind, all on instinct, just spin around. It had to have been and adrenaline starting. It was. It's it's one of those things where you almost you think back to it and it kinda goes cloudy enough to where you can't even you know you yeah. remember what you think you remember happened, but it all happened so fast that it just Especially when I don't you're, know. You're riding on that just just dropped a deer feeling too, so Oh yeah. I mean this I took a couple seconds after the whole ordeal went down, and the first thing I did was pull out my phone and start recording because I didn't think I would remember anything that actually just happened. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm sure. When well, you... how how adrenaline packed are the recordings? Yeah. I know some of the recordings I've... I've taken when I've been going through something <laughs> fairly intense. I sound. I bet that footage ridiculous. is gold for sure. 
Oh yeah, and I, I've I've got a, a short clip on my phone that uh, you know I put it online, obviously, but I had to edit the uh, content a little bit. Yeah, it was a little. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was there was a few words that came out that that weren't quite uh, kid friendly. Yeah, I think so, I watched that. Yeah, it's just. I don't think I see. Well, that, that yet. was the edited video. I oh, actually yeah. have a a little bit of a longer video. It's probably an extra thirty seconds that. That have a few naughty words in there. <laughs> I was I was breathing a little heavier those first first ten twenty seconds. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, just trying but, to trying to process. Everything. Trying to process, yeah. So, what was the big? Uh, I no, I didn't read any of it. I, I read some of the comments and whatnot, but uh, my girlfriend was telling me that uh, there was like some speculation, or like there was people saying that. Uh, basically you weren't telling the truth that you like poached this animal or you know oh know. there was of that. course that's gonna happen oh it, that's i mean totally i read some of the comments and it made i was just like these guys are a bunch of like clowns you know like yeah. mad oh, jealous so spawn and there was there was a bunch of people saying i need to go to jail and then you have people <laughs> that was some of the ones back, i've seen like, yeah oh yeah it was ridiculous but well, i guess I, mean, I was just, just i was just curious about how the what, just people just making up stories basically i was just wondering how what part of the story didn't add up to people i guess i don't know it just uh well i think more or less it's probably yeah. just, it's probably just uneducated people you know it's the same scenario where i put myself in the day before my wife walks up there and sees two of them and i go oh well hell i don't even know if i can what we can do with these things yeah so you just mm-hmm. look it up online and see what it is and Honestly, the the season is a pretty cut and dry ordeal. There's nothing to it. You know, mountain lion opens up for rifle or or archery the day that archery deer season opens up. Mm -hmm. And that runs through the last day of rifle gun season for deer. And then the day after that, Monday, is when it opens up for dogs. So. Well, and I know they did they did a decent job on the the stuff I seen on the news, but they run a quota system for these cats. Yeah, they do. Yep. So season they one, they do all their is, research. They figure out how many yep. animals are there, and then they figure out how many they can harvest out of there. And once that quota is met for a certain zone, each zone is is figured different for the amount of cats. And once they reach that number, is when the season closes. It's not just you know a season a start and then a goes till a certain end date. I mean, it, it goes until the, the until cats the cat have been shot. harvested. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that was the case either. So, yep. So the, and it, it varies for seasons too. So season one this year was a quota of eight early season and it didn't matter gender, but then season two this year, once, once dogs open up or they call it late season, it's actually a quota of, I believe it was seven or or three females shot. So once three females are shot, then the season closes. So yeah. it's it's a little bit. I mean, it's something where a guy would definitely have to pay attention to it before you go pulling the trigger on them. But well, yeah, and so, I just I say that because I think people go online and they think, oh, you know, they're just out there. You know, there's not even that many cats because you don't see that many. But they don't understand this all the research and everything that goes into making these these quotas and these limits for I, these cats. I think that was one of the, one of the comments I seen was that the, they were worried about a tag. Like, so there is, you don't buy a tag. You don't have to Correct. buy a tag for them. Okay. Cause I think that was all one of the questions the, that I read. They were or the one yep, of the statements so all you I need read. Is a, in the state of North Dakota. All you need is a fur bear license. 
So okay. you don't even have to buy a combination license. You right. can go to the store or go online and get it. What are they? Twelve dollars for a fur bear license, and yeah, you're good to go. Like <laughs> yep. Yep. And then after you shoot a mountain lion, then you have to take it down to Game and Fish, and they they actually tag it for you. Okay. So the process I had to go through was uh, it, it was actually a pretty easy process. So Dakota Taxidermy and Bismarck they do a lot of these, I guess. Oh, yeah. And so I never even had to bring it to the game and fish. I actually just dropped it off directly at the taxidermist and then the biologist will come over and she does her thing, tags it and they take the carcass after he skins it. And then they actually keep the carcass. So that's one downfall I will say of, of how our operations go in so North you Dakota. Even, you don't even get to keep that cat really. You just get, I to, don't. get to hide. Uh, the hide and the skull is all I get to keep. Well, because you listen to like Ronell, he says that mountain lion's really yeah. good to eat. That was going to be one of my questions. I wanted to know how good I, it I was. was too. <laughs> I heard that myself, and I was after I heard how good they are, I was really bummed. I was like, "Well, this is kind of a bummer." Um, you know, the, honestly, the worst part about it, I kind of left that part out. It states right in the regulations that you're not even allowed to gut them out. Really? So. I had to, you want to talk about a funny show, I wish it would have got videotaped with me me trying to figure out how to put that thing in my pack. Oh, <laughs> I was, bet. <laughs> put a hundred pound kitty cat in your pack. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting one. What I ended up doing is, <laughs> I tried it about three or four times before I figured it out, but uh, I, I put my pack, I wrapped my pack around the very center of the cat. And then I sat down, I got my shoulder straps on. I'll tell you what, it took all of me to stand back up. I bet. But I got stood back up, and then I just basically uh, reverse bear hugged it with both of my arms back around <laughs> both sets of legs and just walked her out. Well, that's but, I mean, it's, it's one thing to pack out like, you know, half a deer or something where you've got it all strapped in your pack, but that's kind of a, a goofy shaped thing yeah. to pack, plus it's just dead wobbly weight. It's got to be an awkward oh, pack out. That was the, definitely the worst pack out I've ever had in my <laughs> life, and I'm very glad I still had adrenaline. Well, to, to reverse that or to, to back up a little bit, the reason it was the worst pack out of my life is because I'm sitting there with a 100-pound cat on my back, and I'm thinking that my wife just saw two of these yesterday, and I'm sitting there yeah, with the kid? this thing. I got no rifle on me. I just I walked back out with my – after I shot the deer and the cat, I went back to the camper to regroup, and then I walked back out, packed out the deer, and then I walked back out and packed out the cat. So by this time, I'm beat. Yeah. I got a 8-inch buck knife in my hand, and I'm sitting there with this 100-pound cat on my back thinking, okay, where's where's daddy at? You know, Is Oof, he going to see me packing this thing out and jump yeah. my ass? So <laughs> Smells deer blood. He's a dead buddy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a dead buddy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that would that would not be a good scenario. But yeah, so I was, needless to say, I was pretty sketched out, and I uh, I walked out very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Checked your back a couple times. Oh, you constantly, yeah. Oh, yep, that man. was a constant 360 degree pack out for sure. Yeah, I wonder why they don't. Uh, what the reasoning is for not even letting you take the meat or cart um, well research huh? i think it's just a research thing um what i was told is they they check digestive systems uh they check for what it was eating 
Another fun mm-hmm. fact, which I didn't uh, really tell anyone else. I mean, the few people that actually saw it, but this thing had porcupine quills all over in its face and its paws. So, uh-huh. yeah. They're going incorpor- to incorporate that into the mount for you? <laughs> I did. I told them if, if possible, if the tanner can leave those porcupine quills in there to do it. But I, I'm not an expert on that. I don't know how they go about that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know how possible but, that is because they got to scrape that. Well, I really wanted to go out and shoot a damn porcupine and put that in my mount with it. Yeah, I thought that'd be pretty neat. Well, so that leads me to this. So, what? How you? How are you going to get her mounted? Are you going to do a full, full cat yep. sitting on a perch? Definitely, or? definitely going full body mount. Yeah, staring but, at uh, you with I'll its mouth what, open. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yep. I'm going to do her with its mouth open. I've kind of got a game plan of it. Um, I'm going to have the guys do a uh, like a fake looking rock and a nice, maybe like a nice branch coming down from that, and she'll be kind of in a creeping type of position. So you're not going to have some PTSD yeah. looking at it. You're going to walk out in your kitchen one day and take a look and piss yourself again. <laughs> Run for the rifle. <laughs> yeah, run for the rifle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, they they uh they do a they I'll tell you what I they had one cat they had mounted over there when I dropped it off and uh, boy they they do a really good job. They actually said they use a specialty glass eye, and he says you're gonna love. It. He asked me where where are you thinking of mounting this thing. I said, it's a big ass animal. I pretty much got one wall in the house to mount it on, but um. Yeah. You said you're going to love this. When you get it up, um, turn all the lights on and shine a flashlight on it. You said that the eyes oh. that they use for them, they actually light up oh, no. just like a cat's eyes at night. You oh, are going to. PTSD one sleepy night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be. I'll tell you what. You know, I got pretty lazy hunting up there over the years, and I, 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 I don't think I've carried my fire my sidearm on me in I don't know six seven years, but I'll tell you what, my ass is going back up there without my forty five anymore. Oh what yeah, gets you thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. Just hearing it, I was working up there all summer, and boy, who knows? I used to I used to haul water up there. In fact, one of the guys I was going to say it earlier when we were talking about it. One of the guys I worked with said that he heard one scream back in there on an XTO pad that was back there. Oh. Have you guys ever heard one of these things scream? On video. On video. I've never heard it, it in person. Yeah, no. He said it was uh, bone chilling for sure. Oh, I've, I've actually heard them out there a couple times, and it, it, it took me a while to figure out what it was. But, yeah, it, um, it's, it's, it's pretty eerie sounding. Yeah. Once you get that mount back, you'll have to <clears throat> get a little voice box in there too, I guess. Get a hold of them, see if they can. <laughs> Get the old yeah. Fox Pro in there, get the remote. And <laughs> Add a little snarl to it Get out the flashlight, you. watch it, shut off the lights, shine it, and then... I don't even know what it, what does it sound like. I, it, <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Do I, don't even, I don't think I could even replicate it. Here you go, that, that's, a, that's a YouTube oh, one right yeah. there. It's like a screaming woman almost, but like... Uh, pretty much. Well, I'm sure like what Jeff heard wasn't a screaming woman. No, he heard a hiss, so it sounds yeah. like he heard like a, you know, the... Let's hear it. Oh, well, there you go. Mine was, there, Dave. Yeah, mine was basically when she was right next to me was that uh, um, 
basically like a cat hiss. I mean, yeah. it pretty much yeah. sounds just like a regular house cat type of hiss, except multi- multiplied about a hundred times yeah, I was over. Gonna say it's probably got a little extra something behind it. Nobody. Did you find but, it or no? Okay. I thought you were on it. I am. I'll, I'll find it here. What a st- what a story it is. Yeah, how about a... uh, on on just a separate <laughs> note here? How about the deer hunting? <laughs> All right. Let's see what she does here. Dave's working on it. Here. Oh. Sounds like something straight <laughs> yeah. out of the Lion King. Yeah. When he gets the wildebeest yep. running. This looks like Jeff standing. I do actually. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Give me PTSD already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you started to sweat a little bit. Starting to sweat, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was wondering if you looked up freaking Walking Dead soundtrack there, if that was actually it an animal. It did sound like it Walking did. Dead, didn't it? Now you <laughs> say it. And- and it is loud too. I mean, I've I've been up there hunting a few times, and oh, I've yeah. heard that when you can tell it's it's a good mile off, and it is loud. I gotta imagine just echoes too. Oh yeah, yep. Isn't so, that something? You know what's kind of interesting about that whole scenario is you know that wasn't even our last day up there hunting, right? My wife still had her buck tank built. Oh, yeah. And uh, here's something that no one actually, besides the couple people that were up there with us that day, realizes is our hunting season ended up with two cats coming off of that mountain. <laughs> really? Not not a mount, not a mountain lion though. So here, get this. So we shot the cat, or I shot the cat on Wednesday, and we went back up on Friday. And I was sitting out there with my wife, and um, we had a really nice buck walk down, and it was just a it was a tank and she got buck fever pulled the trigger she missed the first shot the thing comes back around over at her doe or over at his doe she takes another shot it hit i couldn't tell where anyways this thing takes off well long story short we looked for this we looked for this deer for four hours we had five people track all over we never saw blood never saw anything so it was kind of one of those things well you know i guess you win some, you lose some. So anyways, we're walking back down to the area where we initially shot this thing. And, uh, I hear, uh, well, all of us, we're standing there and we hear a meow. We're like, what the hell is that? We're out. I mean, we're out in the middle of freaking the mountain, the Kildare mountains. I mean, in the middle of it, like there is nothing around us for, you know, the closest or the two landowners that are surrounded. And I said, everybody, be quiet. All of a sudden, meow. Like, what the <laughs> hell is that? So Very sure funny. enough, and so it's, it's me, my wife, my a friend of ours, his teenage son, and his little boy out there. And we go, so we, we go looking for this thing. And I, I told my buddy Harley, I said, I said, dude, get that rifle ready, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> just shot a freaking mountain lion two days ago, and yeah. we're hearing meowing out here. It's like, yeah, that's a little creepy. <laughs> So anyways, we, we come up on this thing. It's a freaking little house kitten sitting on a log out there. <laughs> and it was it was skittish and, and you know, it took a little while and we were like, ah, screw it, we're gonna leave it because it just kept running away from us. Well, you know how women are, so my wife goes and I'm gonna get that cat. I'm like, 
God, God, here oh, we go. Boy. So what, 10 minutes later, she finally was able to snag the damn thing, puts it in her coat. She's like, I'm keeping it. I'm going, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Well, what was this? A couple weeks ago now, and we brought the thing home, and it's friends with our other cat. And we oh, brought yeah. it inside the house. It's 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 potty trained and everything. It was in a litter box. Hell, the thing even brought us a mouse from downstairs the other day. What a stud. Fancy that. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. So you got a kitty to remember your uh, other kitty with. I was going to say, what right? are you, you going to name it? There's nothing. <sighs> Boy, Sad. I don't even know. Yeah. Just call him Cougar. Coog. Something. Coog. Yeah. Coog. Yeah. It should be named Coog. <laughs> you know, it, it blows my mind, though. You sit there and think about it. You've got lions and coyotes and, uh, you know, whatever else roaming around them mountains. How in the world did it? I mean, this thing's a kitty. This thing isn't more than two months old. <laughs> and you're just like, how in the world did that thing survive a night out there? kind of mind-blowing really just wandered away just stole someone's Ah, someone's kitty (laughs) Uh, unless somebody dumped it out there i mean you never know it happens so yeah yeah you wouldn't expect to find that out in the middle of the old mountains yeah not in the middle i feel like if someone was missing it they would have been out looking for it for sure a a little kitten like that i don't think they can get away from somebody a barn cat I'm sure we'll get a call about it. Probably a barn cat. That's true. (laughs) On the voicemail, 844-800-6690. That's right. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think. Let us know if you lost a kitty in the Kildare Mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you did, you're going to have to battle my wife to get that one back. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's gone. Little coog. So did you guys get any any other deer other than that uh, doe that you got? No, um, she tried, she went out that following weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Um, she had one spike come in at like 450 yards, which is just too much for her to shoot by herself. So no, we had never ended up filling her buck tag this year, unfortunately, but, um, I'll tell you what though, we've got some pretty nice big does coming in our, our backyard out here. So I told her, I said, well, just plop out next to the chicken coop with your bow and we'll put some meat in the freezer. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Get one with the bow. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even filled my bow tag yet this year, but yeah, we all know how that, uh, that ugly work thing. It likes to get in the way, don't it? It does. Yeah. Cuts into the hunting time for sure. And so I went out, I went out to the Kildare mountains there. It was after, cause I was, I was in Montana on a rifle hunt with my dad. I saw pictures of that. Yeah. Yeah, he got a pretty nice one. He's he's tickled pink. He's yeah. I, he's still telling me that story every other call I have with him. <laughs> and, um, but I had seen that that your cat post, and then so what was it? I want to say it was. It might even have been like the following Sunday. I think I went out for a uh, for a bow hunt up there in the Kildare Mountains, and I ran into a I, and I can't remember his name. I want to say he drove like a red Ford. I could be oh. mistaken about that, but he was out there with his kid, with a with a real little kid, and uh, I, he was. I heading, wonder if that was uh, Logan. I, that's that's exactly who it was. Yep. And yep. Uh, so I pull up, and of course his little boy comes over, and he's chatting with me, and then I get to chatting with Logan. I'm a, I'm I'm guessing that sounds right, but he's like, yeah. If, if it was a red Dodge half ton, it was a red was truck, Logan. and it very well could have been a Dodge half ton. Yep. 
Um, and he comes up because he's walking out with his AR, and I I just wanted to make sure we weren't going to be out there crossing paths, or you know. So I said, "Well, which direction you heading?" He I'm just going to sit up here. He goes, not very long ago, somebody shot a cat out here. I said, oh, yeah, who is that? He goes, ah, it's uh, Jeff. I said, Jeff Jorgensen? I said, yeah. <laughs> I told him, I'm buddies with him. And he, well, he graduated a year ahead of me in high school, you know, and we got to BSing about that. And, yeah, he was going out cat hunting. I just thought it was funny, you know, small world. Very. He could oh, run yeah. into somebody out there, and they're just, yeah, Jeff, Jeff got one. He said that. He said that you guys missed a big one. Uh, yeah, that, 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 uh, that big deer that, uh, that she shot and he was a, he was a tank, but yeah, no, Logan's actually, um, we, we go up there and camp with him every year. So we usually have our camper and then he'll have his, his family up there and his camper with whatever tags they pulled. So I think he said they they pulled a couple. He said he got a, uh, a decent buck. I thought he said, uh, yeah, his brother shot a decent eight. That was who it was, um, his brother. Wasn't too bad. Um, I think his uh, there was another fellow up there, another guy named Jeff. He was an older fellow. Um, I was actually sitting with him up there the day that we shot um, that one, and he he shot a decent eight pointer himself. Nice. So a couple of good bucks came off the mountain that year, but I'll tell you what, that one that came down for my wife was uh, probably <laughs> up there and one of the bigger ones I've ever seen up there so there's still some toads running around yeah that's saying something because there's some there's some big boys up there for sure oh yeah oh sounds like you got a mouse <laughs> cat, like cat the house. House. <laughs> no kidding jeff you sweating again you all right buddy <laughs> yeah oh boy when are, when are when are you gonna pull a deer tag kid yeah. about 12 years from now you <laughs> got a little bit to go yet well, you, can get him, you can get him started early in North Dakota. Oh, yeah. What's that? You can get him started early in North Dakota. Yeah, I think you can take Hunter's safety at 12, or is it 14? Oh, man, I feel like it's younger than that. Yeah, maybe um, yeah, maybe yeah, I'm you, wrong. For sure, 12. That's the nice I part about I, – I love the youth, the youth program they have out here for youth tags. I think it's great. You know, oh, yeah. the first year a kid gets his youth tag out here, um, they get – it's an it's an all out any deer any unit anywhere you want. Oh yeah. I mean that's I I call it the golden tag because you you know in your life you're never gonna get another another tag like that. Because after they get their first one, I believe they go you go straight to the regular well, regular hunt. And them youth tags are important. I mean, I remember when was it? Well, when I was 15, it was the last year I qualified even for a youth hunt, but Wisconsin ran one. And I mean, just the experience that was, you know, I was up over by Phillips and sitting on a bean field with my father in a blind and we end up putting down a nice eight point and just something you don't, you don't forget oh, yeah. as a kid, you know, and it just gives them that shot to makes for a lifelong hunter. Exactly. It gives them that shot at some success. Probably if they get one or not, really. Oh yeah. It gets get them, them in the there. game, you know, and it, yeah. I mean. We all know how it goes, you know, it, it's it's kind of the hardcore, you know, year after year of putting in and you don't draw this year and then you might draw next year and it's just, it's, it's kind of diminishing in a way after a few, few hit and miss trials and so for a kid to be able to get a guaranteed tag like that is just, that's just awesome. Absolutely. Well, I, I like the way they run the tag system out here, but you're right, it can be just like, uh, you know. 
to get that mule it, tag I drew was it took me seven years. Yeah, it's a double edged sword, you know. It is. But yeah. I think overall people like it. I mean, I guess well, I don't talk know, to hunters from to, here and talk to hunters yeah, from Wisconsin. I was say, talk com- about deer quality. It depends where you come from. If you didn't ever know anything else, you might not think it was that great or maybe, you know, but coming from Wisconsin yeah. where it's just a free for all and I feel well, like the it's thing just is, devastated though, there. If you, if you look at the if you look at the quality of the area, you know, the nice part is okay, you might have to wait a couple two, three years, but when you do pull that tag, if you put in the work, you know you're gonna shoot a nice buck. Oh, right. I mean I sat in a tree stand for <laughs> I don't even you know, right. all of us. How, how many, many hours how many hours and days <laughs> uh, as a kid nothing. hunting back there and you're like, Man, if a spike walks out, you're dead. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah. I remember you it would be like a just a huge event to see a deer yeah. hunting in Wisconsin, oh, sure. especially on public land. It was like basically just like going through the motions. You're like, I mean, there's about a maybe one percent chance I'm going to see a deer here. And I haven't showed you that picture of the deer that was shot across oh. the street from my father, my dad's yeah. place. Did I? No. Oh, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna send it. Let's see, I got Jeff. Well, that's why it was so sure wild. I got Jeff's number. Getting a tag up in the mountains first couple of years out here and hunting up there, it's like it's just night and day. Because I mean, you gotta oh, we'll see if that's still Jeff's number. But I sent it to you, Jeff. So if you get it, but look at that toad. No, I just got it. That was right across from your right, yeah, parents' house, right across so. from my parents' place in Hayward. That is disturbing. Oh, is that not Photoshop? Look at the brow tines it just brow tines for days so i mean there's still a chance at nice deer in northern wisconsin <laughs> but i mean that's yeah. a unicorn i mean um yeah what 20 inch brow tines. <laughs> yeah that's uh you might as well hang up the rifle after that yeah. one. Oh, that's a toad and that's a toad for, for that area holy cow yeah. yeah yep where do you go from there well and there was a guy <laughs> there's a guy that hunts across there that had they knew about this buck and they've got they actually have a a game camera picture. The first one they got of this buck in the light, mm-hmm. and he was and he was killed uh, that afternoon by by this gentleman here. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they huh. were they were coming back to to do some hunting for him to go do a bunch of sitting for him and yeah, Oof. what a toad! Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a tank. Holy you man. know what's interesting story? I kind of forgot to share. I was talking to. Um, Boy, I can't remember who that was. I, I can't remember if it was the guy that uh, I've got a neighbor over. It was Mike. Yeah, I've got a neighbor over here. He, he just lives a, about a mile, mile and a half down the street, and he came over to to take a peek at that cat. And uh, he was telling me that uh, one of his friends actually lives up in the Grassy Butte area. And when I first dropped that cat off, the first thing the taxidermist asked, they said, "Is did that come from Grassy Butte?" Well, I guess the majority of cats shot in North Dakota actually come from Grassy Butte. Yep. Well, anyways, to make a long story short, he started telling me this this story about how, uh, you know, he saw the posts of all these these people just commenting on, you know, a bunch of haters on this stuff. And and he said, you know what, I bet you you if they ever got a chance to talk to this, I won't name the couple, but they live up there in Grassy Butte. So apparently they've got a little farmhouse out there and uh, they had like, like 20 cats or something something along those lines well they always used to leave the garage door cracked about 
you know, six inches. A lot of people do that for cats, right? So they can run in and out. Yeah. Well, anyways, they come home one night. He was telling me this was just like a year or two ago. This happened too. Um, they come home one night and they walked into the garage door and all they saw was just blood and guts everywhere. And so they started kind of freaking out and they go, okay, well, from the garage to the house, they had one of those little cat doors, you know, push through cat doors. Yeah. Well, Anyways, so they walk into the house, and all it is is just smeared blood and guts everywhere. They walk into the living room. There was a 40-pound mountain lion kitten just sitting on their couch. (laughs) (laughs) That is... It ate every one of their cats, just shredded them to pieces. And that the cat was so full, it was just chilling on their couch. Wow. He, He said the guy ran over and grabbed his... I think he said it was a forty-four revolver and just poof. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, that the is the appropriate away. response. That is <laughs> right on their right on their couch, dude. Oh, just yeah. blew the thing away. <laughs> the house oh, is already a murder scene. There's no need to be nice about oh, it. Yeah. That is shoo him out with a broom. Just shoo him out with a broom, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, sure that's that... not something you're expecting to see when you get home. No, no, no. And yeah, that was a that was a really interesting story that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, not a lot of people share that kind of stuff until, you know, something like this happens and it sort of gets out there. And, right. you know, you, you never really see a lot of posts from guys. I mean, we obviously all know there's there's probably ranchers around the area that just take care of their business. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but you know, I, I don't think people know how much of a nuisance they really can be. And I mean, for 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 the sheer size and density of these things, man, I, I they can they can wreak havoc on it if they're not controlled. So well, the thing is, that, too, that's not, my two cents on it anyway. They're not uh, endangered by all by any means. You know, they're not an endangered species, and right. there's uh, like you said, there need to be there's, there needs to be some kind of control on them. There really is. Well, yeah, I'm sure, oh, they, sure. they can do something damage I, to cattle for sure. I'm sure, but that's something I've always said. I'm just happy I'm on top of the food chain, so oh, I can yeah. make that decision. You know, <laughs> but there's definitely always going to be the old "this is disgusting." How can uh, you live with yourself? Comments. Just some like of them the I feel old, like are just complete jealousy some of the ones i was reading just sounds like the guy was just jealous oh know? yeah like the the prairie dog video all the comments how can you do that they're innocent little little creatures whatever it's like they just don't understand the context at all no man, it's it's the same thing you know you just you get the people commenting on there oh you know, you you went into you went into this animal's home and right. this and that and it's like you know a, a guy, a, you know, any of any guys like us that are, you know, we're we're sportsmen, you know, right, exactly. and it, it's it's not we just don't go out there to kill shit and throw it away in the garbage can. You know, it's yeah. it's it, there's a lot of different variables. But, you know, when you have someone say, oh, well, you entered their area, I feel like commenting back and saying, hey, you know, that house or <laughs> more or less, if you have that mindset, probably some shitty apartment somewhere. You know, at one point in time, that thing was, that thing was, animals live there. Well, so right, you correct. might as well go live somewhere else too, you yeah. know? Yep. 100%. Just, yeah. It's like the one, it's a one mindset thing and you're never going to change that type of person. So. Yeah. Preaching to the choir for sure. But 
it is crazy how how people just don't they just don't get it half the time but yeah it's like no, it's the same person will go out to dinner for a steak and then tell everybody they're murdering cows. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cow farts okay. are killing us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there Did you, you go. see the, the 3D printing of meat now is like a thing? I've seen they did a chicken breast. Oh, a chicken I heard breast. about doing something steaks. like that. You can you you they were I don't know if it, I don't think it's like in, I think this I think the chicken breast one was lab grown. I don't think it's yeah. been used yet. I don't think it's like being used yet, but I, I want to say it was like in Italy or something like that. Yeah, I think I did see that post. It looked like just a big hunk of like pot roast or something, well, basically. They, but Italy can keep it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And it's a, <laughs> well, they're getting pretty wild with it. I mean, I'm sure there was four million dollars put into that hunk of roast, and that's much better for the environment than just right eating a piece of eating beef a cow. Or venison. How dare a a cow fart. It's just like they're trying, like they've been pushing this whole, like, don't uh, process foods bad for you, process foods bad for you. Well, what is that? Processed meat. (laughs) Actual processed meat. Yeah, it's, look at the ingredients list. It's about 400 ingredients. 3D printing steaks. You can, like, pick what cut you want. Oh, on the ribeye, you know, and it. Oh, yeah. It prints this ribeye, and it, it looks like a ribeye, but it's not, you know? Well, it doesn't even look like a ribeye. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Well, yeah, we go down that rabbit yeah. hole for about another four <laughs> hours. No kidding. Straight down the That's holes. a whole nother show, but I don't know. Did you guys have any other questions you were thinking of for for Jeff here? No, I mean, none of them. Pretty much mind. covered quite a bit. It was a pretty good little chat there, for sure, I would say. I Congratulations. Guess, yeah. I guess, that's for sure. It's quite the memory. I was yeah. going to ask you about yeah. that uh, that old K-Fire interview. How'd that go? Local celebrity oh. here. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it was pretty interesting. At first, I mean, I don't even think, well, to, for starters, that uh what is it that north dakota big game showcase page on facebook i didn't even have any of that i just got told by a few people you need to put it on there and i said oh you know that'd be pretty cool a lot of people would probably enjoy seeing it and whatnot well i was the story with that goes i was actually i just posted it on there just you know cool Mm -hmm. thing for people to see and i was actually driving up to work and they called me (laughs) so I did number, like, got their PI yeah, on it. You're like, oh, I don't know how the <laughs> hell these guys got my number, but okay. And she says, oh yeah, this is so and so from the news station, and just wanted to know if we could, uh, we could do a story on your mountain lion. We saw it on that Facebook page, and I said, oh well, I guess, sure, why not? And I, <laughs> yeah. back in my head, I kind of sat there. I knew I was like, oh, this is gonna. This is going to go viral. I was going to a certain party. I had to know the open up a can of worms. Yeah, yeah right. that, that oh, was coming yeah. down the turnpike. It's, it's kind of one of those things, you know, you, you see it go on something like that. Naturally, you're going to go look at, you know, how it got reacted to as far as comments go. And you're just oh, yeah. like, yeah, well. well, I think the best thing you could do is not do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for your own life. Yeah, I'll have to exactly. read the article, but. You said they kind of put their own little spin on there too. I'm sure add a little dramatic effect. Yeah. Did they change anything on it? Uh no. I think it, it more or less it was a just a very vague summary of how it happened, yeah. rather than than spinning it. I mean, you know, they 
they threw a couple things in there as far as like the spine tingling stuff goes. I mean, <laughs> I well, well I, after, wedding, you know, they should have put. Well, yeah, I didn't say anything about the same it. question. She goes, "Well, how how you know how do you feel when when the cat hissed at you?" And I basically told her exactly what I told you. I said, "Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm a grown man and I pissed myself and I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say it." So you know they. They just took that in a context and put it in a more TV-friendly <laughs> word. So. Yeah, Jeff Jorgensen, local man, himself. Well, yeah, Viewer discretion advised for this next segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, right. Yeah, that's awesome, though, man. Well, on on a good note, hunting season hunting season's about hatter, and uh, we can finally get on the ice now. So. Did you see what we did to the walleyes the other day? <laughs> there you go. Did I it, didn't. Where'd you fish at? Secret spot. Did it today too. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah ble- bleep that yeah. one out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, just up on the big lake. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. Cool. Some of those back bays have got to be frozen by now. The whole lake's froze over. Yeah. yeah really? There's it ten, there's ten inches of ice out there, Jeff. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed it's that the, It's the earliest I've ever seen the big waters froze over. Like, I would, if I had a side-by-side, I would have no problem with the ice castle out there. Well, shit, I didn't, drove my truck out there. Didn't, 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 really? Yeah, I drove my Dave truck. Well, so there was a guy, so there was a guy, we were out there fishing, we were, same spot, we were out there fishing, and this dude comes out with an ice castle. You didn't see the video? No. He was pulling an ice castle, his Dodge. What? <laughs> yeah, he was pulling an ice castle. I can't believe that. Out, he was pulling an ice castle out with his Dodge. I mean, he was up. He stayed close to shore, but he pulled it out right next to where we were sitting. He, Unbelievable. He par- parks it, and then that's why when we walked back, I drove my truck down along shore and came down a little bit, so we didn't have to walk so far. But I just turned around and I turned around out on the ice, and then I just stayed out. I'm gonna see how it goes, and I took her. Oh, all, yeah. I took her all the well, way. Well, you're back. good until you're not. Yeah, that's wow. true. Good until you're, but I just seen him come out with the ice castle, you know. So like, I was like, I mean, I gotta be fine. I feel like yeah. I gotta be fine. And I was. I drove. Huh. I drove right. Out. We we caught a limit. We yeah, limited, I seen well, I seen thirteen. We didn't we didn't limit out totally. We had thirteen, but I caught five, and one of them was twenty. The one I caught was a twenty-three incher. So call it eighteen. Huh. Call it 18, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's time, Jeff. If you're looking to hang up the bow for the season, the walleyes are biting. They are biting. Oh, I know. I love early season on that big water. As fast as a guy can get up there, that's uh, that's definitely some gold up there. It was just well, like now. when we went, too, man. You I got mean, a side-by-side side yet, they Jeff? They were popping. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that sounds like a good next set of days off. <laughs> yeah, there you when go. When is that? This next weekend? or? Hmm. Oh, hell, I don't even know. Nah, no, I got about another week before I go on days off. So Need that four. Well, of course, well, Dave's pulling it out there next weekend with his Dodge, apparently. I mean, I will. I just watched <laughs> somebody do uh, it today. It's going to be cold you know, this week. Yeah. I ended up getting, uh, you guys have heard of those black hole ice shacks, right? Yep. I actually seen one today, yeah. them ones on the trailer. Yeah, yep, they're the fold-up ones on the trailer. Yeah, I actually yeah. picked up the small one last year myself, and I just throw the four-wheeler on the top of that thing, and that is yeah. by far my, my favorite thing I've ever fished out of. I mean, it's just so fast and mobile. And, no, it oh. makes sense. It makes sense. That's the hmm. problem with the ice castles is, like, you, you park it somewhere, and it just takes a lot to move it. The way to really yep. do it is to have, you know, like what you've got. Or if, if you took the ice castle out, it would be to have, you know, your – your one or your two man shack or your pop up and then you know a wheeler to go out and be mobile with that too. Yeah. 
and just kind of have yeah. like a base camp for sleeping at night. We got to get that wheeler running bad, folks. Yeah, we got to get out there. <laughs> we got a little quad we've been working on since last year. Just got the puzzle put back together last night. It's one of those things we tore it apart last year, or I did, and then. Just in time for it to go get, click when we got yeah. it all put together and nothing Finally happened. Remember, remember all the nuts go and then the relay doesn't work now, so it's always <laughs> something. But. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if if early season treats me anything like last year, I'll be I'll be I'll be having a smile on my face. <clears throat> I got I don't we're know if you so remember far. that. It's, it's I think you guys were up already. there, Tingo. That we're same at, area where I was fishing last year. Um, on the big waters? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys were out there. I did a lot of fishing on skunk last year. I think that's where, yeah. that's where we ran into them at. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, you guys were out there in that same area because remember that I I pulled that uh, I pulled that eight pound walleye out, and then two days later I pulled that 28 pound pike out of the like same freaking hole on a Gosh. jig pole. Yeah. Did you guys throw any pike tip ups out this morning? We did. We didn't get one we flag. No, up. not oh, one man. flag. I dig <laughs> that pike fishing up there because you all you oh. have to throw a couple tip ups out <laughs> yeah. with a with a smelt on it with because you just into, never yeah. know when you can run into a beast. You see that flag go mm-hmm. up, you know there's a Jeff. I caught one through the ice castle floor <laughs> two winters ago on a chick <laughs> on a on a. Like a six-pound yeah. fire line, the itty-bittiest little rip-and-wrap thing you could find. And I was going to start setting up rattle reels in the ice castle. And I dropped the Vexlar down the hole just to see what kind of depth we were looking at whatnot. Well, I see this blip coming. We were in like 35, 34 feet of water. Deep, yeah. And I see this blip come in at like 10 feet under the ice. <laughs> and just I was like, ah, oh, whatever. For kicks and giggles, I drop my bait down there, and I'm jigging, and it hits. And I... <laughs> I set the hook, yep. and I mean, this thing starts tearing. <laughs> and, of course, these fellas are out setting tip-ups, and I, I have That's no right. idea what I hooked into. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there reeling and stripping line like crazy, and I'm trying to yell out to them, I need some yeah. help, you know, because I wasn't sure how. Help, boys. Then I see this thing I yep. see this thing swim by, and I can see it's an enormous pike. Got about and, 10 cameras, too, and none Yeah, I had, we had all kinds of cameras set, <laughs> uh, and, of course, none of them working. And, and I still think Raker blames dave for that but (laughs) i end up getting this thing through the i i somehow managed to weasel her up through the hole you know so she was just kind of bobbing there and was able to get her but i mean there was a struggle i'm reaching over for windows trying to yell at these guys it's like it's (laughs) snowing it's kind of miserable out they couldn't hear me but caught a few few big ones that year that year was a week well that was the start of that year was the big one on patterson and then oh yeah you're right big one on patterson you boys both caught big ones that day. And we then, limited out that day. We limited yeah. out on Northern that day. And then, yeah, we caught that monster. That was the last That was the last one we caught, I believe, was the... The was one that just turned we your two man. rod yeah, we into a yeah. bird's nest. Oh, yeah. They've caught, what, 43, 44-incher on I three pound test. Yeah, it was a... <laughs> It was a monster. Yeah, go ahead and check that, that video uh, out on the channel, folks. It is on the channel. That, that story of that channel. pike actually sounds really familiar to exactly what I was doing. I was in 30 feet of water jigging, and I saw a giant red blob come across at 20 feet. So I reeled up my line, and wham, 20-minute yeah. fight to get the thing in. You know what? I've actually got the last the last minute and a half of it on a video. I'm, I'll have to text you guys. You guys will love it. For sure. That one with Dave too. Just the whole time, we're just just waiting, waiting for, for it to get off. 
Well, then we got it out of the hole. And, and he's seen the hook, yeah. Oh, it just yeah. pops out of his mouth. Yeah, it was a was little crazy. tiny jig. We were jigging <laughs> for perch. Yeah. Oh, and it was this little yeah. tiny jig, and I mean, couldn't have been hooked any yeah. less in that thing's lip. <laughs> yeah, you see it come out on the video. It's it's pretty wild. The whole situation. The, the fact that we got it, I helped. I half hand lined it in. He was reeling it in. That was also like a fifteen minute, twenty minute ordeal. I, I feel think it's like. a thirteen minute video on my phone. Video. Yeah, probably. You know Take- what blows a guy's mind on pike like that is. Those things are that big, and they're swimming around, Just eating and they shrimp. pick they pick that little dinky thing to bite. Yeah, <laughs> like, you wonder if it's just an opportunity thing. They're just swimming by, and they're the you know they're probably the baddest fish in the lake. Oh yeah, they swim eat. by, and they're like mine. Yeah, let's eat that. <laughs> let's take right? that down. Yeah, like oh, there's a little cookie. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a straight log coming through the water. You know the one Dead that was the, the worst missed opportunity was the one where we had that flag at Skunk. And we go rolling out there. You set up the, you set up the camera on it, and it was just a trip. And I then I, I sat there. I started hand jigging it. Oh yeah. And I mean, Ray, yeah. we we hand jigged it for just you know 15, 20 seconds and nothing. Raker yeah. takes the tripod down, and I mean, he couldn't have no sooner hit the stop record button, and all of a sudden I see just a white flash come up and grab that thing, and I just yeah. went oh. Fish on, fish on. Uh, Pulled up, I don't know, a 40. We didn't get a measure. Or no, was that the one we got a measurement on? Because I found that. Was that the one that was? everybody I, said you should mount because it looked good, right? Well, was that the it one? It had or? one eye. Oh, that wasn't the one. And then. it was, no, that was the one you're talking was the one in the ice castle. But the one I caught at Skunk had one eye. It was super white, but that was like 42 inches and oh, 16 yeah. pounds. <laughs> Steve Buscemi and Captain Hook. Was yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Got nicknames for the big pike. Oh, now now we're all fired up for ice fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's, Jeff, just hang the bow up, buddy. Yeah. Bust out the fishing rods. It's time. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I'm all, I'm already there. I I did the restring on all my tip ups the other day. I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh boy. Dave's gonna have to do a restring when he buys adult tip ups too. Oh man, I was getting some smoke for them <laughs> oh, dog bones. He's yeah. got these wishbone tip ups, dude. And it's like something you'd buy for your three year old nephew. <laughs> I, I still to this day I, I I would feel embarrassment if I didn't have to be for dad. That's what I'm talking about, Jeff. That's what I'm talking about, buddy. I mean, I even, have beaver even the dams. Round I just picked. Ones, I have I beaver drive dams. Four wheeler, and I see a guy with a round horse one in there. I go, ha ha, worm. Yeah. <laughs> worm. Well, wait till you see Dave's tip ups. Peasant. Think it's his first year out fishing. <laughs> Well, but I tell you, you what. know the thing about those plastic ones. It, it, I don't know if you guys have ever had it happen to you. I had it happen to me one time back in Wisconsin when I was a younger kid. But I had a pike string me out on one of those plastic tip ups, and it split right in half and got sucked right down the hole. And I was I, like, "That's the last time I'm ever putting a plastic tip up in the ground." My buddy that was living out here for a little bit, we went out to uh, Patterson one time, and that happened. He had one of them, like them bright green. Polar or whatever, I think they think uh, the, the polar, polar brand. Yeah, yeah. Bright green tip up and that thing, no joke, disintegrated and went down the hole because something <laughs> something had it and took it and it, uh, the whole damn thing went into the into the hole. It was crazy. He's yeah, like, I'm yeah, never buying that. I can't again. believe I've never seen that with those, but it does seem like, yeah, they're just gonna they'll go. See, I do have them black plastic ones for my northern tip ups. But I made I got the ones with the great big spools, spools like yeah. the two inch spools. Yeah, those are good. Them, yep. I've got them bad boys reeled to the max with line. Yeah, for that reason. Oh yeah, because them them beaver dams, you know, they're one size. And yep, 
they'd be just fine. I'm sure they wouldn't disintegrate. But I just I use them black fray bill ones for my northern sets. Yeah, because they've got that great big spool on them. Well, them dog bones, them dog bones got big spools on dog them too. Dog bones are dog shit. They're wide. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I like them. I think it's just because they're really compact. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. Well, you just think you like them. <laughs> that's a whole nother episode, folks. Yeah, yeah. The old tip up debate. I'm sure we'll have. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have plenty here coming up. Hey, can everybody answer me the question? How the old five gallon or the five gallon ace hardware bucket how many beaver dam tip-ups you can put in one of those oh i gotta say at least 12 or 13 yeah man who knows yeah and no, carry, i don't know either and carry I'm just it asking. comfortably or <laughs> i gotta yeah. I, I guess that's something we should test out once, trying to huh? use the handle well after. the handle's the problem because <laughs> yeah. they tilt sideways so yeah dump them yeah you gotta, hey, just, you, gotta have the, you gotta have the handle up first. <clears throat> just keep the handle we up. Need to, we need to invent a beaver dam holding bucket. Yeah, they've got That's some the, those ones with like the strap. They strap on, on the, the side. I have stuff, side, but, and then the middle bucket in the middle. Yeah, there's, I have one actually. I, they they're mounts, and you screw it to your bucket. But the problem is, is you still got a styrofoam bucket, and the only bait bucket to have is one of them bait coolers. Agreed. Them are dope. <laughs> If you don't have a bait cooler yet, Jeff, do yourself a favor. Spend the hundred bucks and get one. That I don't. Those angle ones. Yeah. Or yeah. do I've it. heard those are actually pretty sweet. I kept minnows alive for a month and a half. Well, I've got Allegedly. a Braybill aerator. Oh, oh I just throw the aerator on the side I'm of it. It's been updates. working out pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like you throw them in them. It seems like you throw them in them styrofoam and they just die. Half the time you oh, get them up yeah. to the lake and you're scooping out half of your dead ones, you got to buy four scoops just to get up there with two and then hope that one scoop survives the night. <laughs> well, yeah, and then <laughs> what so I've brutal. also read, too, is It's a game of numbers, for sure. That styrofoam can, um, um, like, bacteria and whatnot can kind of grow into it, so you wouldn't even know over the summertime Jeez, and then you go to pour that, some water. That sense. That does yeah, make sense. Yeah, so you, you go to pour some water in there and uh, over the... Oh, yeah, you go to pour some water in there the next year, and it, it can just contaminate it right off the bat. I actually just buy a brand new styrofoam every year. I do too, because the same thing. I, I think that's About kind 16 of, of them. what's happened to me before is that I noticed that uh, the next year, that first bucket, yeah, them fuckers just die. <laughs> they come. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, here we are, folks. Yeah, but I suppose we can uh, wrap her up here. We're getting into getting into the old ice fishing here. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be tuning in for the lion, you know. They're gonna they're gonna get disgusted here talking about fishing. <laughs> Tell them where the tune out's gonna be. <laughs> no, no man, I better yeah. let you guys go myself. I got some yeah. house chores and stuff I gotta run to, so Right on, man. Yeah, once again, appreciate you coming on, giving us the old rundown. We'll have to have you back on here. Sounds good. All right, Jeff. All right. Take See care, man. All right, guys. See ya. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's a story right there, man. It is. How's a guy ever going to top that? But I suppose, Dave, where can they send us to text if they want to? Yeah, go ahead and send us the send us a text at uh, 715-800-9934. 
That's right. Maybe a voicemail, Tingle? At 844-800-6690. That's 844-800-6690, folks. If you made it this far, we appreciate it. You can check us out at sbsoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. On YouTube, SBS Outdoors. Make sure you're checking the right one. You know, maybe we're going to have to get an episode with uh, SBS Outdoors Action. Really figure out figure out what's going on there. Why <laughs> figure they, out ground rules. <laughs> why they cramped in on us a little bit. I don't want I don't want war, you know. It almost just be curious to see how they came up with that. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean I'm I actually I'm really curious about it, but there's a whole nother episode there, folks. But uh yeah. Tune in from anywhere in the freaking fucking planet. Derek <laughs> Don't ever forget. If you don't like SBS outdoors, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you on the next one.